Are you ready to change gears a little bit uh, for the second half, uh, Mohammed? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Can I uh, just uh, introduce something really? Uh, it's not really on the agenda. And, yeah. and I just want to get, uh, you know, the, the young students there for a book, which I just read last week. Uh, it's a historical document, and, and I love it very much. And I'm sure that uh, university libraries have it. And uh, I, uh, I want to recommend it as a reading, not for this course, but for general uh, reading. Uh, and uh, I, I, I see if I can get it here on the, on the document. Yeah, right. Oh, hit the... Push it. This is a, a historical book. Um, it, it, it is written by Fidel Castro. Um, it is called The History Will uh, Absolve Me. Uh, this is his uh, self-defense when he was in prison by Batista. Um, and it's just a marvelous book to be read and to see how much courage this person is and uh, what, uh, he used his uh, legal credential because he's a lawyer. Um, unfortunately, Canada is in, uh, doesn't give Cuba uh, the credit uh, that it should actually uh, get. Uh, the only thing that Canadians go there for the beautiful beaches. And, and uh, I've been there for one week and visiting Havana. I was hoping actually to meet Fidel Castro, but uh, I couldn't. Uh, the, uh, the channels was just uh, not not available at the same time I was there. Uh, but I think this is this is a book which is it must be read by by all young university uh, students. Uh, he he was defending himself. He was 27 at the time. Was a young lawyer. He could have actually. Uh, went out of law school to make uh, a decent living in Cuba as a, as a lawyer of that time, but he did not choose this route, uh, and, and uh, that's why I said I highly recommend it. You can actually finish it in about a day and a day and a half. It's easy reading. The English is not bad. This is a translation from the original Spanish. Mohammed, uh, uh, I've got a response to that. I've got a picture I can put up on the document camera if we can go to my document camera over here. Uh, here's uh, Fidel Castro and uh, Pierre Trudeau. Um, and uh, I think, think back to the funeral, the very moving, touching funeral. Not only was Fidel Castro, you'll recall, present at the funeral, as many dignitaries were, uh, Fidel Castro was sitting with the family. And I also noticed with the family, my friend uh, Deborah Coyne and her girl, her little girl, who is uh, uh, Pierre Trudeau's little girl. He ha they, they had a child nine months after the, the political convention where Jean Chrétien was chosen as the leader of the Liberal Party in Calgary. Uh, so Deborah Coyne's little girl is also Pierre Trudeau's little girl. But uh, the attachment between Pierre Trudeau and Fidel Castro that was reflected in that funeral, the fact that Castro was with the family, sitting in the family area, this goes back apparently to the fact that they had the same professor, a Jesuit teacher. Pierre Trudeau is a, a lawyer from Quebec. Uh, 
trained, educated by these elites, the Jesuit elites, and they had the same teacher. Pierre Trudeau and Fidel Castro apparently had the same, the same uh, professor. What could uh, have Cuba been if Cuba had been allowed to express the full implications of the revolution, if it hadn't been subjected to all kinds of uh, efforts to squeeze it economically, to blockade it, to, to, to uh, how many assassination attempts, attempts has uh, Fidel Castro lived through? In spite of that, Cuba has the highest uh, rate of literacy in the Americas. I wouldn't be surprised if it's higher than Canada. The World Health Organization has acknowledged uh, Fidel Castro and uh, recall that when Katrina hit New Orleans, uh, Castro offered a thousand doctors to the United States to, to address that. Uh, uh, not to say that the regime is without its dark side and its repressive side, that surely too is, is a factor that can't be uh, ignored. Um, let me uh, shift here. Before we take a break, I think, I think there's a mood, uh, so especially now that we lost the electricity of the uh, uh, four-way connection and what was going on in Halifax. That's, uh, that's just uh, part of this uh, technology. It, it can work and everything is going fine and then uh, suddenly uh, you're, 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 you're you're faced with some kind of technical failure and, and, well, and what do you do? But it's uh, terrific uh, to be with you tonight, Mohammed, uh, and uh, to uh, share with you uh, your reflections. Because after all, after the 9-11, the, the war on terror, there has been a tremendous onslaught of stereotyping, uh, tremendous uh, twisting of people's imaginations and minds uh, so that uh, Arab and Muslim people uh, suffer um, all kinds of uh, generalizations. And uh, Mohammed, you have been uh, in the forefront uh, trying to hold the media accountable, trying to call into question some of these uh, depictions in the media. You yourself have been subjected to some very harsh treatment, especially by uh, uh, Can West uh, Global. Um, I've heard uh, uh, media panels uh, on the CBC where Dr. Almasri is being discussed, and, uh, uh, and 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 you yourself have been subjected to this kind of um, uh, careless uh, use of language when it comes to the depiction of Muslim and Arab uh, people in in the context of the war on terror. When uh, we think about uh, the right wing, the far right in society, and uh, I did put up a, a newspaper talking about Unite the Right. I don't see why the Progressive Conservative Party need be considered a right wing party myself. But let's go to the document camera before we take a break here. Here's a, a gathering in Edmonton. We're in Alberta. Here's a gathering in Edmonton. Looks like a, a nice gathering of some sort. This is a meeting of the Ku Klux Klan in Edmonton in 1932. The Klan was active during the Crow's Nest Pass minor strike of that year. 
attacking both the Communist Party involvement of non-English uh, miners. So a lot of uh, the activism of the right wing of the Ku Klux Klan, for instance, and picture uh, sheets, individuals in sheets with pointy wizard's hat, burning crosses, perhaps uh, murdering black people in a vigilante way. Well, the Ku Klux Klan was very, very strong in, in uh, Alberta. And you can see uh, very middle class, normal looking people, not uh, fanatical looking people. And uh, the, the, uh, much of the target of their, of their action was against trade unionism, against the organization of workers. And of course, the NDP, which Alexa McDonough represents, comes out of the trade union movement, comes out of the movement to organize workers. And of course, uh, there is no uh, disassociating the history of trade unionism from communism, from Karl Marx, from uh, the analysis that he presented in Das Kapital when he was dealing with the uh, Industrial Revolution and the uh, uh, apparent uh, injustices that seemed to be taking place as, as, as uh, uh, workers were inducted into this system. So to oppose um, the predominant system has been, uh, has been a, a tough going. And uh, I, I thought this picture uh, was a, an interesting image to bring into this discussion. Uh, with your, uh, with everybody's uh, approval, I propose that we break for 10 minutes, maybe get a glass of water, and uh, thank you so much for uh, staying in, uh, staying with us uh, for this uh, long stretch, Mohammed, and uh, we'll see you uh, back in a few minutes. All right? Okay. Okay. Say 10 minutes. So tragic. <laughs> they haven't really done this before.
but that doesn't mean Alexa McDonough, we lost her. Oh, is she? Oh, okay, so Wilma. Okay, so can you give a report of what she's saying? Or? Uh, she went down, I don't know if she's still there or So Wilma came on the chat. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh man, that was oh, we were just on the verge of such a good discussion there. But it's gone good good discussion anyway. Yes. Yeah. Is there, uh, did Wilma come on the, uh, so there's stuff happening? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Lou can, and is Wilma st staying in? Because that,
Can you hear me, Lissa? Yes. How's it going? It's really interesting. Yeah. Do you would you like to ask Dr. Al Masri a question or ask me a question or um not yet, I don't Yeah. Everything seems pretty clear so far. Yeah. Good. And and you're working on open veins? Yeah, I finished reading it already, yeah. so yeah. Very interesting. So you got some ideas for the essay for the book review? For the, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I took lots of notes while reading it, so hopefully I'll get something going. Mm -hmm. And it's on the 15th, you're hoping to get like our outlines and some of our research for our reports in? for No, the uh, next week will be the test. Okay. And after the reading week, um, it's not required, but if you would like to run something by me, I, I okay. yeah. Yeah, I'd really like to do that. Yeah. Um, how is the test going to work on my end, or is there going to, is it going to be faxed to the consortium, or how is that going to work? Um, yeah, that's that sounds like it makes sense. I haven't done this before, so. Okay. Um, and then there'll be Lucan in Ottawa. Yeah. So Wilma apparently came on the chat, and their system just shut down automatically at 10. So we couldn't have restored it in any case. So uh, it's amazing, eh? These uh, we've got all these facilities, but the concept of you know we've got a we're dealing with space, big amounts of space. So time zones are gonna gonna obviously be, obviously be a factor. Yeah, it's too bad that the universities can't work it, so they can stay open a little later to continue with the conversations and discussion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, why don't you uh, just email uh, Spooner? Um, actually, he's he's chair at uwatch.ca, and I think he's also Spoonerman at magma.ca. Spooner. I can't hear you. You're not miked. What's happening with the motion at Mohammed's end? Notice he's it's gone into that. No, Mohammed's site, Dr. Al Masri's site. Just when he was moving, it was that. I need to hear. I need. We need to have a chat. Can can't hear you, Mohammed. 
There you go. Hear me now? Yes. Yeah, but there is the, no pictures yet, right? Yeah, no, I, I'm looking at you now. And, um, okay, but, but I, I don't have a split screen, uh, so I cannot see you. Um, I see your PowerPoint slide. There is a one, one slide taking care of the whole screen. Now, now we can see. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> did what? What did did you work according to that Israel Venezuela paradigm as a case study, or um, can you give me a hint of how you're? Well, I can actually address uh, uh, some related issues. One of them is uh, the election of Hamas, with the one you used for the intro. Yes. Uh, and uh, the second one is uh, uh, media coverage of Israel versus Venezuela. Mm -hmm. uh, and the third, um, um, media coverage of, uh, you know, um, Islam and, and uh, uh, Islamic-related issues in, in Canada in the last uh, five, six years. And what did we do about it? Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll uh, go into the intro. If uh, you can take me to the document camera, Alyssa. Uh, I had uh, one of the highlights of uh, the summer, and there were lots of highlights <coughs> this summer. Spent the summer uh, all in uh, Ontario and uh, Quebec. Traveled around quite a bit. Uh, Mohammed invited me to address uh, a conference, a kind of seminar. There were about 200 participants, uh, and it took place in uh, the Jane Finch area, 401 and 400, uh, right in the middle of the highway system in in metropolitan Toronto, uh, at the Days Inn. And the event was called uh, "Know Your Country: Its History, Politics, Law, and Media." And uh, you can see the way it was uh, framed, Canada, our home. Uh, it, the sponsors were the Canadian Islamic Congress, of which uh, Dr. Al-Masri is president, the World Islamic Call Society, and the Tarek Islamic Center. It took place next door to the Tarek Islamic Center, and uh, I was able in the break a couple of times to go to the mosque and... Uh, uh, pray with the Omar, the, the, the uh, I, I guess the Omar is the world community of, of, of Muslims. And it was a, a very, uh, uh, it was a great privilege, it was a great honor to uh, be part of that. Uh, this was the, the forum, or the, the different subjects. Uh, so I presented on uh, an overview of uh, Canadian history. Uh, then there was a, a former dean of uh, Osgoode Hall Law School talked about Canada's political system, essentially a civics lesson, and uh, then uh, a subject near and dear to Muhammad's heart, uh, the Canadian media. Uh, Dr. Al-Masri 
pays a great deal of attention to the media and how uh, stories are told. Uh, then we talked, uh, uh, the next day uh, we looked at Canadian law and at uh, Islamic family law. Uh, Wahida Valienti, who may speak to us uh, after the break, after the reading week, she was involved in the negotiations with the Ontario government over whether Sharia law would be part of the divorce system, the family law system in Ontario, if the, if the family law system would incorporate Sharia law. So, so it was interesting hearing about that from uh, people involved. I, I got to talk with a couple of the Cotters. One of the, the Cotters were in the camps in Afghanistan with uh, Osama bin Laden. It was interesting. Uh, uh, she was the only one with a burqa with covering her face. Uh, anyway, somebody said something negative about the Taliban. The Cotters, you know, one of the brothers was just admitted to the United States. He's facing charges of trying to um, kill Americans. Um, anyway, the Cotters knew Osama bin Laden. There were these camps. Um, anyway, it was interesting. Uh, somebody said something negative about the Taliban, and one of the Cotters got up and said, well, I was, I was in the camp in Afghanistan with the Taliban, and frankly, I've never been treated with such honor and dignity as a Muslim woman. And, you know, I certainly hadn't heard that perspective, uh, and I had to kind of say, well, you were there. And uh, um, she spoke with a very uh, perfect Canadian accent. Um, in any case, uh, as I was uh, trying to make this presentation, on Canadian history to this particular audience. Of course, uh, it was very clear that many of the people there are Canadians, uh, born in Canada, gotten Canadian citizenship uh, at some stage, uh, in the process of getting Canadian citizenship. So as I was lecturing on Canadian history, it really hit me that uh, the telling of Canadian history has to include Muslim and Arabic people, that, that this is part of our story. And, and uh, really in Canada, we can look at our own experience here in Canada, and we do have something of a microcosm of what's going on in the planet because there are people here from all over the world. Uh, when Michel Jean became governor general, um, I got some ideas about how important immigration is. Canada has the highest rate of immigration of any country in the world. Right now, as a percentage of our population, the Liberals uh, increased the quota to 300,000 a year. Uh, and uh, obviously, this is going to be a great challenge for our polity. It's an opportunity, and it's a, it's a challenge. And I think in our education systems, we have to be uh, addressing this and thinking about this. Um, uh, the term uh, national globalism occurred to me that uh, it seems to me we've gone beyond multiculturalism. We're into a new phase. And uh, so we're, we're proud Canadians. We're embracing our sovereign country. But we're also looking to the whole world, national globalism. That, that was a phrase uh, that came to me. So um, 